Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. Cramp Medic is a fast-acting muscle cramp supplement with active ingredients magnesium malate, apple cider vinegar, and it has cayenne pepper to expand blood flow for rapid delivery of powerful key electrolytes and micronized mineral-dense cramp-fighting nutrients, a combined effect that aids in helping essential nutrients penetrate into tight, knotted muscles. This easy-to-take supplement is made for quick response to legs, foot, and other muscle cramps and is designed to rapidly provide relief to cramps and spasms of all kinds. Whether the cause is dehydration, lactic acid buildup, nerve damage, pinched nerves, muscle fatigue, strained muscles, or mineral depletion, Cramp Medic contains a synergistic fusion of 11 powerful, all-natural ingredients that each address cramping on their own. We've combined these ingredients into a specially formulated blend so that you can get relief fast and prevent future cramping from occurring. Cramp Medic for all 650 human muscles. You can order a bottle of Cramp Medic by visiting our website, crampmedic.com, or look it up on Amazon. Magnetic Pill, specially formulated for advancing meditators by advanced meditators. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. This latest series is a compendium of conversations with Eric, recordings that span over a 20-year period. Since before the days of smartphones, friends and students maintained a tradition of recording Eric whenever he would start teaching. Many of these conversations were recorded on a handheld audio cassette recorder. Notice, material was done in a natural environment, passionately, unrehearsed, and unscripted. Audio recordings may include occasional pets, barking dogs, cats meowing, people talking, and adult language. If you're seeking the real deal, you found it. Welcome to the Higher Balance Expansion Module, Dissecting the Matrix. One of the things I've never really addressed too much is a lot of the reasoning behind what I'm doing, why I'm teaching, why I teach people that I teach, what is the purpose of it all. I think it's an unending question for everybody because there's a lot of questions as to what that's all about or what's going on in my mind. And I have tried and tried and tried to find different ways to explain what is in my mind, to find words to express to you or to make you understand in your mind what is everything, why does it all work, why does it work the way it works, what is the role and purpose of each individual. And although you have many pieces, what I would like to try to do today is to ultimately put it together even better and give you a better understanding or a better vision as to what is really going on or what's it all about and where it's heading. I don't think that it is possible in this dimension to fully understand the totality of it. To get a very good understanding, but it's still going to take classes and classes even more to understand the complexities. I've explained to you in our previous classes that in movies and such, how they are talking now more about virtual reality and the concept of virtual worlds and how real they are. And I gave you the comparison that I found it interesting that humans are, are mimicking what spiritual masters do within their own mind, that those who can't really do it, per se, red cells now are creating artificial means to create their artificial realities to create something similar but without the function of the greater. It's very unique because it gives me another outlet to explain or help you to understand something that most people cannot comprehend in their wildest dreams, and that, that you can take a supercomputer that can create virtual realities, and maybe in a hundred years or a thousand years, they'll have incredible machines that we can just lay under without any wires or tubes or whatever, and you can just go into this virtual reality. Maybe they'll even have satellites that can hit your, your body weight and frequency, which gives a perfect measurement of schematic 
numbers per se that's unique for you and make you set off into some other reality also. I mean, the possibilities are endless, but that none of those are really the truer realities of something much bigger. And I said to you that if you looked at the planet as a collective conscious, it is a supercomputer beyond any we have, and that the solar system and the universe and the totality, which is the conscious of God, being the ultimate supercomputer, creates a multitude of other, which you could call virtual worlds, and that in some essence, we are in one of those now, existing, and there's a, there's a reason for all this, and there's a purpose for all this, and in essence it is real in one way, and one way it is surreal. It's like in your dream, you wake up for a moment and you realize you're dreaming, only to forget that you awoke and go back to your dream. So as I'm waking you now by having this conversation, when we are finished with this conversation and you leave this house, so will you fall back asleep. More that you can understand, somehow something in your mind will help you to awaken more often possible. I wanted to, to help tie things together for you, and the question is, is really is where to, to begin, where to take this all. The first thing that comes to mind is somebody had asked me, what is it like beyond this, this world? What is it like beyond this this material life, per se, when you leave your body. We've talked about parallel dimensions, meaning dimensions similar to this world as far as matter goes, which really does not terribly interest me so much. What interests me more are, per se, higher frequencies of, of universes or dimensions, per se. And ultimately, somebody said to me, well, what's, what's the realest reality? What is, the, what is the, the real reality beyond all of these illusions? which uh, I want to put a note in, the word illusions from spiritual masters saying that reality is an illusion, and then me saying to you guys in modern terms, this is a virtual reality, so real that you don't even know it's not real. So it's the same thing. Again, we get back to what our favorite number is, the third truth. A brief description, again, is almost impossible to, to fully describe to you with words, but it is to say that it is of energy. It is a, a brilliant, brilliant vastness that goes beyond time and space. If I was to give it a color, it would be like a fuchsia or a uh, purplish, pinkish kind of color that I've seen seldom, of which I recently put a little clipping of the color I found in a spiritual area uh, that's, that's close to it. It's not even that color necessarily exists. It's more that the color exists because it is the tonature of the vibration. It can waver depending where it is. And, of course, you guys think of, of distances from point to A, like to go outside somewhere as far away we can get there, and that's not it. It's here now. It's, it is vibration. It is an energy that's, that, that all of these universes are all here at one time. And how vast and how large they are depends on each universe or each dimension, I should say. So, it is to say that you move through through this space, per se. And you don't even necessarily have to move. It's, it's like becoming. You can be in one place, and, and through the essence of desiring to be in another, you simply just become there, and all of a sudden you are. It's like a folded space. And what you look like is to say that you can look as if you're like this haze of energy is the only way that I can describe it see through it, but it is a substance within itself. It is like this fuzzy, beautiful energy. Thought, and ideas, and concepts are just pulsated through. I remember watching once on Discovery or something, they were doing the human brain. And in the process of the human brain, they did this rendition of, of how we have a little electrical impulses that move to our brain. And this carries data, and they show this little spark of electricity as this fuzzy thing of energy, and it just comes from it, and it moves through, and they show it moving through vast spaces, but almost instantly because it moves through the speed of light. But they, they slow it down, and it moves. And I, and I thought to myself, my God, wow, that's very similar as a, as a great concept to explain it. If I only I, I could have videotaped it or something, but if you ever see it, it's, it's kind of like that. It's, it's to say that you are in the, made in the image of God. I think there's more truth in that than you guys could possibly imagine. I think on a micro level, in the essence, those who move beyond the earth as red cells who move through the universe, you could say that you eventually become this energy consciousness that moves because you're a piece of God. You have individuality, but you have the harnessment of what you are also, which makes you, in a sense, aspect of God. 
when you move to this ultimate level, it's energy, which goes beyond all of this. You, your purpose is really is, is moving your memory, your ideas, or you addressing a problem within this embodiment of God. And if you have something that's bothering you on your leg, there's a multitude of electricities and energies, all separate and individual, all in unison, collectively working for you to even decide to reach out and touch, to command the physical matter of this body from the electrical matter of this other dimension within you reaching out to react to it. So is there this other level and this vastness of the universe that is beyond your comprehension? When this universe became, it came from energy, from energy, higher vibration, it solidified into matter, molecules catching onto each other like a snowball falling down a hill getting larger. We, it created matter, creating the Big Bang, per se, creating life in this, this dimension. So you have two halves. You have matter and you have energy, like a higher energy and a fusion of lower energy creating the, the essence of life. I'm going to jump a little ahead now. In this creation, life is created also. The breath of life, which is really the energy of, of God. If you remove the electricity from your body, what would be left? There'd still be life. That's what you don't realize. But it would be all organic life. If you remove then the life from there, then you have really atomic particles, atoms making your flesh. If you remove that, what do you have? Nothing. So, in essence, this is the fundamental that creation of the whole universe, that, that you need these elements in this kind of way of thinking to create this reality, this virtual reality, per se. Because it's still all energy. From this energy came life. And as I told you before, red cells are biochemical thinking. What electricity do they create? Consciousness. But from that, one in maybe 15,000 has a realization moment. Not only do they say, I think, therefore I am, but through the evolutionary process of this world and all other worlds that have life eventually, there comes a point where a few have to reach a white cell level, per se, in the evolution of the planet. And then so they say, I am more than what I am, and they become a soul. And then one out of those 15,000 white cells says, I am more than just a soul, and they become what is considered a superhuman. Do you understand? So on and so forth. So, in the beginning, you could say that the younger the Earth, the younger the universe, in really a small period of time, because... Millions of years or thousands of years really compares to the universe. Everything's moving in a particular rate, you could say. But I wanted to go into who Krishna was and Buddha or Christ or, or all these people. As I said to you before, that in their own time, there were fewer people who could reach a kind of enlightenment. That if you look at the evolution of the planet, it, it makes sense. Do you see what I'm saying? It still was in its, in its evolutionary process. Now, there were enlightened masters in other places in the world that you never heard of. And naturally, anything that you read or you hear about enlightened teachers is going to be rough, roughly about 5% of the truth. You're not really going to hear what they didn't write or what was burned or where there weren't pens and paper to write things. It was just word of mouth and was told it's diluted into other people's ideas and their personal points of view. So you, you don't want to really see the truth. But most people buy it as the truth, and this has been a problem throughout time. When Buddha or Christ or any of them reached a level of enlightenment, when it comes to the moment of what they call realization, realization in our modern terms, now that you guys have all these excellent examples in this modern time that we've progressed to, the moment of realization is when you realize none of this is reality. That's what they do in the movie. And thus they are able to affect time and space and dimension with their non-real reality. So, what that was for Buddha, or for Christ, or for Rapa, or so on and so forth, was their moment of realization. When in the movie, Neelix questions in his own mind, he finds that one moment where he does, that was his realization. And thus he was able to affect. There's a truth in all that. Even though that's, that's a movie, it is a fable, it is, it is the way the universe talking to the people to find one of the 15,000%. 
it, it is meant as broadcast if you understand how the brain works and stuff. Now, in essence, they had their moment of realization. And in that moment of realization is what enabled them to awaken, to do their miracles, to do their things. Now, if we go back beyond them, beyond those teachers, there were other great beings that visited the earth. You have Krishna, you have all these other supposed gods or spiritual masters. And in some ways they portray them always looking differently. The way I'm going to try to explain this, this could lead to a lot of arguments, but earlier on, thousands of years ago, the matrix for the planet was not as solidly written. Does that make sense? The program wasn't so strong to create such a solid, this way of dimension. Okay? So, beings from this higher place wanted to intervene to escalate and help the consciousnesses that they see developing in this world. So they would come into this world and materialize into physical bodies, but they would have carryovers, like per se the blue skin or the energy shimmering off of them or whatever, they could still merge these two other realities because this this virtual world per se was not as solidly programmed. It, it wasn't as refined as it is now. So the stories that you hear, they're true. The problem is, is it's hard to, to imagine the thousands of years ago for us to understand that in how we see and perceive things today. That this reality is so much tighter as far as a virtual program, per se, and it's in its progression, that it's inconceivable in some ways. And it became harder and harder as time goes on, where it became greater amounts of beings had to have greater amounts of will to exist in this dimension, to break the code so that one could function here and to awaken or to do or to serve the higher purpose, per se. So if you look back at the older stories, there, there's a lot of truth. They understood a lot more, and they were trying to see the world with this information. And of course, the programming of the world, and of course, what we could call the dark side, was doing its work to counter that. And then you have the culmination of what leads to today. It really gets back to the point of consciousness and realization, and that it is very difficult in this time and in this age to awaken. You can have glimmers of realization and then fall back into the sleep. The magic, per se, always is the dough. It's always the vibration bringing you back into it. It's a constant. So in order for you to wake out of it, you need to be turning the wheels upstairs. You need to be constantly having something to think about, to, to chew on, that's making you shift. As you know, the more spiritual you are, the more you think spiritual, and everybody here can test this, the more spiritual you become. You feel as if you're making progress, but you're frustrated because the progress has taken a while, but you can seem to sense more, to have a, a kind of knowing that you don't know what to name it, but there's a, a sensory about you, and that is more of your spiritual awakening. You're starting to feel the matrix is what you're really doing. You're starting to feel the virtual world. You're starting to realize, in ancient words, the illusion. But you don't understand that fully, so you don't know where you're going with all this, because it's like going down a road you've never seen before. So you don't want to speed too fast because you don't you don't know what's around each turn. But if you've done that road several hundred times, do you feel comfortable speeding along, knowing knowing what what to expect? Of course you do. So this is this is the questioning and the frustration of, of not knowing. And then of course the dough is constantly hitting you. So when you're interacted in the world and you're hit is what we call it by other people in the program per se, we'll call it. You're, you're brought back into this reality. You're brought back into this, this dough. And if you're not quick to jump back into your state of mind or begin your work again, then you're going to fall back asleep very quickly and you're going to forget about doing your work or your work will become less and less appealing, which is to awaken or to maintain your awakeness. Does everybody understand? This is why you want to have things in your home, as I've always said. Everything that I've ever taught you really signifies everything I'm saying now, if you really think about it. Your life, who you spend time with, is going to help you either to sleep or it's going to help you to awaken, just by who you spend your time with. What your home looks like and what you have up for posters, for 
or things, that is what's going to help you to either go to sleep or to awake. And you can say, well, why don't you have pictures up of your family and stuff? I don't put them out because it makes me think too much of the dough. What I have out is stuff that inspires me spiritually to help maintain my energy up, which is my counter towards the dough vibration. So everything I've ever taught you fits in. The more that you can reach a level of realization, the more that you have this energy or this, this shine. It's interesting, some people in the past, very, very rare, have broken the matrix. And it's very interesting because one of the biggest things to break really is to fly. Because everybody wants to see levitation all the time or to move through the air. And if you study history, there are several people documented and photographed um, who have actually been able in large groups to actually levitate 10, 15 feet in the air. Certain priests, one or two thousands of years, were able to reach what they call level samadhi, which would be the Indian name for it. They didn't really know it. They would say it was an ecstatic level of bliss. And when they would reach the state, they would actually begin to float through the air. And there's many written documentations of this happening, and they couldn't explain it. These are breaking the matrix. The ancient beings, you have different people, and I've spoken about this in other tapes that are thousands of years old that are actually living there, what I call physically immortal. They, in a sense, have been glitched into the matrix or purposely by a higher intervention for whatever reason. It's made to be that way. All of this fits into everything. If you can understand the dynamics of how it all works, how it's all linked, really the purpose of it all. And point is, is the purpose of it all is really this. Most of the people of the world have to remain people. They have to remain red cells. Because that is the totality. Because we want the world, when I say we, me, and other enlightened beings, have a knowing that the world has to reach in the future a level of its own soul, per se. Now, you may ask yourself, what do you mean its own soul? It is, it is achieving its own intelligence. It's achieving its own consciousness in a different way. And I've talked to you guys about this before. There are forces in the universe that don't want this to happen. Because if it does, it means that anything that is really truly life for the universe, especially this nature, you could say the sun is alive, but it doesn't have a, a conscious ability to affect anything. You can affect stuff on our micro level. You can affect the direction of something. You can intervene on something. But, but you can actively, consciously choose to, in a way, do this. In its own certain way, the Earth's consciousness has a pivotal play in this part of the universe in the far future. And in a way that helps the extension or consciousness of God as a totality, as a body. The Earth's conscious limitation will not just be our solar system, but a micro level, a microorganism in your body, work in the totality of you. Can the microorganisms reach out to anything within a two-foot area? No. But as a totality, it can affect its entire universe even beyond it and be part of it. Do you guys understand that? In a way, the Earth's consciousness is going to be able to affect more of the embodiment of the universe, helping the rest of the universe become one in the end, as I've always said. Return back to what? To energy. Pure conscious thought. There are forces, darker forces, the anti-respect to creation that have an interplay in this dimension also that are using preventative measures to prevent this from happening. Like an organism, as viruses go in, the body creates antiviruses, you could say your white cells. And then even in the human body, interestingly enough, I didn't know this, because I never say don't always go by what I say about the body. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's an analogy. It was only recently I was watching a science program where they were talking about supercells in the body, and that supercells are like latent in our body when havoc is created and all these bad viruses in the body break out and whatever. It's just a matter of time for our body to find the supercells to, to awaken, and the supercells come out and they just kick ass. But they have to be discovered in time before the rest of the body's destroyed. 
I find it very interesting, as I said, we made an image of God, that in a micro macro level, you have the same kind of scenarios. The difference is that the body could die with it, everything. So it doesn't always end with a happy ending. When I speak about super cells or super souls, super spiritual beings, this is what I'm in reference. I'm not talking about anybody who can sit down and meditate or anybody who professes to have healing powers or spiritual abilities. I'm talking something that is profoundly beyond that. Very unique individuals. Very rare, very hard to find. In essence, I believe that there's a destination point where you could say destination point zero, per se, where you're going to have a moment, and when I say a moment, a moment can be a hundred years in this earth, where the doorway of more energy is going to open temporarily, much like it was thousands of years ago, allowing circumstances to either conflict with the dark side or be ruled by it or counter-ruled by it by a force of positive energy, per se, or interest. And there is an interest from the universe to be sure that it has made all the propagations and preparedness for that time. Your body, when it senses a problem, will already release certain endorphins and certain things to prepare. Okay, it's very similar again. Some people might say that where is most of the conflicts? Where, where you know, what is it? how is it that we do what we need to do? That's multi-levels. On this level, it's very hard because the program is so strong that it's very hard to break outside of whatever is written in this reality, this code, this matrix. It takes very powerful people to even affect it. When I say to you guys spiritually, you can tie all of this together as you meditate. You will hear from other people that you haven't heard from a while. I want to bring you back into their world. What is that doing? It's, it's, it's another way of this matrix as you're moving out of it. The program saying morning, and it's it's pulling you back in. But the real interesting question is, is that mostly everybody here can pretty much contend that when they do become more spiritual, that all of a sudden there's interesting factors that come up trying to pull them out of it. Always be aware. Of if it seems like coincidence, fine. But there's a point when it goes beyond coincidence. And that in itself must be used in a way of acknowledgement because it helps you to awaken spiritually. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a little mental trick to say to yourself, I'm falling deeper in the matrix. But wait a minute. When you question the matrix, just by questioning it, you awaken. It's a flip that you have to utilize. There are beings here who operate physically like anybody else. You have to work inside the levels of the matrix. If you don't, if you bump the matrix too much, the matrix starts to pile up on you. So it's very difficult for powerful people even. It's not really difficult, but we have to, to work within a function that doesn't bump the system too much to draw so much attraction. Only the most powerful really can be here right now. But even then, it was hard to do things. I mean, back in, in Christian times, they could do even bigger things more often. Because it wasn't so rigid of a consciousness grid. The reasoning behind it all is that you have to make either a choice where you want to progressively go, whether you stay in the sleep or you're going to spiritually stay awake or work to stay awake. But the bottom line is there are forces in a way naturally keeping you in this place, and there are forces that want to keep you here in this way. I think very few people will actually achieve it. Any questions on this at all? When you were saying about the like before the, the matrix was was less tight than it is now, right? What made it be like tighter right now? Excellent. The human race. The human race is the central nervous system of the planet. Because we think we emit energy, because we work in a unison. We fundamentally create a, a pattern. We're like bees. We're like ants. We're just more complicated. Do you see what I'm saying? Everything we create, all the manufactured goods, structural houses, how we design everything, everything is done in such a manner that, that complements a structure of thinking. Do you follow what I'm saying? So all the books you read, the television programming, radios, 
all of this stuff formulates how every person thinks very similar. What you are is what you're exposed to. So if you're exposed to certain things, that's how you fundamentally develop your, your thinking. Not to overanalyze this. Sure. What if there's, like, alien races came to this planet? It would be less tight for them, or wouldn't their Well, because systematically the universe follows very strong patternization, as we've seen in, in all creation, a seashell versus a galaxy, same patternization, I mean, chaos theory, whatever you want to take it to. They are within the same levels of the grid. The grid does not just function just for the Earth. It just functions differently in some ways. But all of the, this whole universe is similar. It depends on what acceleration that planet is and how evolved they are. As I said before, some alien races are already progressed further than us, spiritually, the matrix to some level. But, but as long as this universe exists, we must follow within some level pattern of the matrix because in itself the matrix is a beginning and end. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a reason for there is mandates of, of containing and directing it also, so it's not corrupted. In other words, in ways that it's not warped into where everything dissipates, to, to where it's, it's a conscious thought of God. Aliens can have an easier time here, yes. Not completely 100%, because when they come in here, it's not the same kind of code either. Uh, but if they're more spiritually advanced and they come here and we're less spiritually advanced, they already understand things that our consciousness hasn't Precisely. prepared for. Precisely. This is the interest also in them observing our world and before they're ready to communicate with us. When the Earth reaches a certain level, they'll, they will communicate with us because the, the whole evolution, even red cells, will rest on a spiritual level. There's different levels of the matrix, basically. Correct. So There's a universal program. There's a mass universal program. Yes. So what sets that tone? Well, you ever hear of artificial intelligence? Artificial intelligence takes a spin of information and it builds on that. No one said that when the universe was created that each galaxy couldn't take a spin off of its own and develop its own artificial intelligence from that. But there's still a unison collecting it all together. An artificial intelligence in a way, takes the data that it has to work with, and it builds on that. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's the same thing that I told you about a culture once, where they didn't have wheels, and they developed a different way through vibration to create, and that, that's right. a different spin of intelligence. Right. We'll apply the same kind of thinking, okay, to galaxies and universes. But that in itself is matrix, but it's the fundamental framework, the bottom layer, okay, is still... The, the solidity of the structure of the universe based on the basic matrix. As time progresses, it tightens up a development of of where it's going or how it's how it's creating. If this is an experience, if all of this when you go from energy to matter to energy is all an experience. I just was trying to relate it to like an experience that you have. It's like you have the experience, then you think about it, then it's like solidified in your mind, the experience is done, it's over with, and that's what it was. It's like, wow, the experience is happening, and it's all kind of like... Most people can't even go it's so beyond that that they'd rather be a red cell in the end when they look at it. So it can be just as discouraging as encouraging. Here and now, you have spiritual people who have come into the world and have constantly tried to seed it or help to awaken potential red cells to become white cells to potentially find and encourage the development of white cells to become super cells. And also to encourage more powerful super cells from other parts of the universe, per se, to migrate to here to assist in the progression of this organism with its consciousnesses. It's funny because if somebody said to me, well, how would you compare there to here? And the only thing I can say is it's a lot darker here. Not darker as evil, but I mean... Everything's very flat, colored, energy-wise. It's, it's very dark to me, rather than this like shimmering brilliance of, of this, this other universes and dimensions where one can exist. The universe was created from energy, from pure consciousness of God. God wanting to know what would be the possibilities of what would come out of this. So God created the super consciousness, the supercomputer per se, the super being, and in essence birthed this dimension, 
the molecules you could say, or the energy slowed to hit a certain vibration. It's like a car going 100 miles per hour, slowing down to 10 miles per hour, so you can look at what you see around you. When you move 200 miles per hour, can you see what's on the side of the road? No. If we stop to 100, can we see what's on the side of the roads? So you can say that reality has not begun to formulate yet. If we move down to 50 miles per hour, can you see what's out there? Can you experience it? No. You're very limited to your experience, right? You maybe can roll down the window and smell it, catch colors, maybe see some structures, maybe see some more and more details. You begin to slow down. At 10 miles per hour, can you absorb that reality? Not really. A hell of a lot better. But wouldn't it be better if we stopped the car altogether, got out of the car, and was able to walk the side of the road, down the side, see the stones, pick them up, feel the heat in them from the sun, smell the dampness of the air, look at the river water moving and splashing, touch the water and splashing. Could have we done it moving at 200 miles per hour? This is this universe's birth. It's to see what's here. It's to see what this entire universe is. And it's infinitive for you, so it's hard to imagine. But for God, it's like stopping the car for a minute and smelling a flower on the side of the road. Do you understand? He's, he's curious. Is there a certain reason at this time? It is simply just that God exists. But in the causation of his slowing down, there is a law of effects for this frequency. Or this kind of level, this whole dimension of frequency in here, has a counter-reaction the counterforce that was created, and it says it doesn't want any of this here. It doesn't belong here. It's, it's like, it's like a, a reaction. It's like pushing down on springs and they're bouncing up. And virtually, we can't see it in that way because we're all part of this. In essence, it started from energy. It solidified into matter. When I move my hand in this big circle, okay, each tenth of my finger is 100 million years. Each little movement of my finger is like 100 million years, okay? So when you go from here to here to here, you could say that that's 15 billion years, maybe. So you could say this is what they're finding now. The universe is 15 billion years in science, okay? It's older than that. Imagine everything from energy getting darker, solidified, becoming balls of mass, planets, worlds, galaxies now. If I go back, it's all light, energy, and liquids, and, and just like throwing a whole batter of liquids and oils and, and vinegar and just throwing it in the air. That's, that's energy. And before it comes out to take on a structure, or it freezes, or it begins to freeze because I slow it down and it's freezing, that's like all this energy solidifying until it becomes these globulars floating in space. They become planets and worlds and galaxies, and they start to feel the effects more so of this universe's physics, its laws of physics. So it has to decide how, what, is, what am I going to be? I must be something. So I'm going to, to, to take on some design. How can I be nothingness from nothingness? So some force helps it to take on some kind of structure when it slows down to zero. So as it's, as it's going from there... To here, it's, it's now created. From here to here is when you have worlds and civilizations being created. Do you see what I'm saying? Throughout the whole galaxy. Only a, a small handful, which is still an enormous amount, become alien worlds. And as it moves, they progress, and they become the neurosystem of the entire universe for God. And like we do, we're very numb. So is the universe very numb, per se, until it, it can build up enough neurosystems to become an electrical grid of matrix, to communicate back to the source of what you are. Your hand is not your hand. If I cut the nerve that has all the hot wiring for touch and feeling and sensation and motion and control, what do I have? What do I have? I have living, living lump of flesh that's kind of living organisms, but until I can hotwire in with them, I cannot move from my world, my universe, my dimension to their dimension and share with what they're experiencing. When God pushed into his universe, the reason for life is so that he can utilize us as we die. What do we do with our information? And when the earth lives a few billion years, what will it do when it finally it departs? All of that data it experiences goes that. What happens to the universal conscious? Where does it go? Or to the solar system from there on and so forth? Where does it go? It becomes the, the totality, right? It's just we can't think in hundreds of billions of years. But in the beginning, there wasn't so much 
there wasn't anything to, to harness the information. It was you didn't have enough nerves in your, your hand to really feel. When you touch something, it would feel like it was numb. Has you, you ever you Novocaine in your mouth? Can you feel your mouth in a way? Yes. Can you feel everything? That's how the universe felt. The universe from here to here felt like that until it started to grow like life, like, like algae, like bacteria. It started to, to develop life in the universes. The only way that, that that consciousness was ever going to attain to get back to the, the total talent is through on a micro level, through life. We're living inside of this organic body. So we're more at advanced. It doesn't say this is not a part of me. It's not to say this isn't a part of you. But there's a greater part of you within it all. So some areas are, what you could say, more evolved. Spiritually evolved is really more of a consciousness in tune with God rather than lesser. These little balls, okay, these planets, still had to create like a bacteria of life that creates life from nothingness. And then what does this ball do if it can gestate enough? If the world dies out, it's gone, right? But what happens when it culminates, like, like a flower or a tree or whatever? What's it going to do? It's going to pollinate. And it's going to become a whole solar system. That solar system, then, is going to become like a little ball again. And then in time, that will pollinate out to more of the, the galaxies. Do you understand? And with all that pollination comes what? It's like a webbing of neural network. Do you follow me? Of consciousnesses. Of intelligent beings capable of harnessing an intelligence to experience, and then collectively, all of them, like all the cells in your body, that from one touch, a thousand of them collectively all shared for that one experience and gave it to your collective. You spread this throughout the universe. What do you have? You have a, a grid per se of a, a whole different level. Do you understand? I don't understand the universe. Then. Okay. Which part do you not understand? I was under the impression that there's a matrix for Earth. Yep. And when you reach a level of realization or enlightenment, you break through the matrix. Yep. And when we die, we don't come back here because we already have an understanding of it. So we break this matrix and we become enlightened, then we're still trapped by another matrix somewhere. It's not so much trapped. It's just that you have an understanding of the matrix so you can choose where you want to go. In the end, there is nothingness. This is what, what, what a lot of the great spiritual teachers will say to you. In the end, there's absolutely nothingness in there, right? Because in the end, there's, there's only a consciousness, and that's God. So all the realities of time and space and dimension and everything are within the mind of the only thing that could possibly exist next to non-existence, and that is the mind of God. All these other frequency dimensions, it's a matter of knowing and having the choice to either become red cell in the beginning or white. To be in control of your destiny more so than what you are now. You can move through other dimensions of God. They're as real as any other dimension. But in a sense, they're an illusion. As long as you can understand it, you can appreciate all the beauty and all the complexities and the vastness and each individuality of everything there. It is still uniquely individual. On the same token, the gift that you have is to be able to move freely now. To choose where you want to exist, when you want to. If you want to live in this world, you can choose to exist here and incarnate into a physical flesh being in order to be able to feel and touch and smell in the way that they do. Just like other aliens in the universe is completely different than us. And how they experience in this one dimension alone is uniquely absolute to ourselves. It's to say if you were to be a dog and the smell, a dog that has like a hundred million times greater sense of smell to us, its sense of reality is completely different than the same sense of reality we're in right now that we experience. Yes, you could say that every level is ultimately another level of the matrix, but there is a totality of something in the end that I call true consciousness, true space, and that is ultimately reality. And that's the place that I'm speaking about, this place of pure energy. That is the truest place that is beyond all levels of the matrix because you have accepted the reality of what you are. You are a piece of consciousness of God in a very complex way, in some ways not very complex. And in so, you are now able to kind of reciprocate and act independently, but you're still part of it, so you're not completely independent, so therefore you always are part of its matrix, its consciousness. Well, the matrix is pretty much a big network 
for God to communicate or understand or get information. No different than any of you. What part of you is real? What part of you is real? Well, all of it. How is it real? We've already discovered your body's not you. It's made out of every. There's not one part of it that's really you. It's all living organisms that are totally, really not you. Your body is a big part of the problem because you're so hooked into it. You, everything you experience is constantly bombarding you, distracting you from who you are. Now, remove the body, you still have consciousness, but your consciousness has many eyes, and each eye is really not you. It's really part of the organic brain that's developed those eyes with you, okay, so that you can function in this reality properly. None of those eyes are really you. They're an aspect of you. You understand that they're not your true middle pillar. But if you remove the body, you're still going to have them. When we die, what you're talking about today, we still not touch a physical body, but we still go into another type of body. You go into another type of body, but with less demand from the dough. Because you're not tied into all the physical demand. It's like being in a different kind of space of consciousness. But you still are going to leave, which really makes you kind of a white cell, general white cell. Because you still have all the identities of, of here. Do you see what I'm saying? You haven't set those free. And that creates a pitch, a frequency. And that limits. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like you set yourself, instead of moving now to this dimension, let's say we want to get up to, to 200 miles per hour, because that's ultimately, the, let's say, the highest dimension. When you leave your body, either because you never understood this, you get sucked into the dough of the planet, and you become part of the planet. Or because you understand that if you lose a body and you have a soul and you've worked on it to some degree, which most of you guys are, you're going to end up maybe moving to 50 miles per hour. But you'll be stuck in a way, in that level, not even knowing that there's there's other places to go beyond. Because you haven't set free who you think you are, or what you are. You're still dealing with all of your eyes. You'll have less of them, which allows you to go 50 miles per hour, which is profound anybody anyway. But it still does not mean ultimately you understand it all. That you're capable of moving the entire grid. All the levels of the grid. The dark side is just as much part of the matrix and interwoven into it as much as the forces. This part of him, this aspect of him, his one eye, this is one of his eyes how complex it is. This universe, which is solidified, is now an eye of the true consciousness of God. It's an aspect of, of him experiencing. On a micro level, we are made in the image of God in a lot of ways. So we have eyes that we fantasize. We have eyes that we, we love nature with. We have an eye that we do music with. We have an eye that's a worker. We have an eye. But that's not really who you are. If I said to you, is that who you are? Would you say yes? If, if, if I went to work, they would say, oh, you work, you sleep, you, you're a good working guy. That must be your whole life. Do they have any idea who they're talking to? That's an eye that they see. That's all they see. The totality of consciousness, God consciousness, is by far much more complex. You can only move through time and space when you have absolute sincerity in your heart, when you can remove your eyes completely, because you can still move through dimensions with eyes. You, you have to find this absoluteness within you to really move. Okay? You go to these places and you will understand because you're not thinking in a biochemical body no more. Your soul, per se, your energy body, can think as energy and you can understand faster. What makes your head spin here won't make your head spin there. You can understand better. When you allow yourself to have the fluidity, to let go of everything. If everything about you that you understand, that the average human being understands, became water right now standing up, what would happen? What would happen? That's right. And if that was, everything was an illusion, what would be left then if everything turned to water? The only thing that's not an illusion, or you simply disappear if you're an illusion. Assuming you're not, you'd be left with the true reality. So if you're fluidic, you let go of everything in your mind. Do you understand? 
that's what allows all time and space to open to you. Because the matrix can only hold on to you as long as you hold on to the matrix, per se. As long as you accept the illusion, the illusion becomes you. Realism is really surrender. Surrender of what you think everything is. That's the most hardest thing to do. It's almost impossible. Keep in mind, you are an atom in comparison to the universe. And you here are trying to understand the universe. It is no simple task. So you should keep that in mind. So, what's more important is, is what's going on here. Because if you take this, this timeline and you bring it down, we're somewhere right about here. Okay? So, if we were to put it into three quarters, okay, this here is approaching a certain date. And this is what makes it a pivotal point, per se. And because when it hits here, what's happening now? What happens as we go back up? That's right. So what's happening at this pivotal point? Something special. That's the crossing point. I believe that there will be many forces that will not want it to take a certain direction. And of course there are certain forces that want it to take an absolute positive direction. And people who are going to be the most powerful to help are going to be able to be the people who can transcend time and space. And that is from practice, that is from meditation, that is from training, that is from dedication, that is from just absolute dedication. And you make a choice what you're going to spend one quarter of your life doing. Because one quarter of it, or one half, is sleep. The other quarter of it is really dealing with life put it to use to something worthwhile. These people, I believe, will be super beings. These people, I believe, will travel to various places in the world and in themselves go into a spiritual state of mind and be powerful enough to A, achieve the necessary goal to where they need to be, and to create in itself a kind of grid, collectively, to amplify it, per se, spiritually. Because their ability would be so powerful that it can affect the downgrade of, of the similar tunitures of beings trying to find that tune. They can, in a sense, harness the greater tuning and then separate it smaller. It's to say, like, a big satellite dish does with the cable company, and then the cable company distributes it to everybody's homes so that they can experience it. So a super being in this dimension would be able to transcend a very powerful vibration to it and be able to transcend it out. Any other questions? This time for Red Cell, what would that seem like? They would feel a sense of unity. They would feel a sense of, of camaraderie, a sense of non-war, a sense of wanting to bring technology together so we can get the planet to begin to move to the stars, to pollinate to be able to, to have more peace on Earth, to have a sense of creating technology that feeds the world and medicine that extends life so that we can be two, three hundred years old, to remove all disease, because this way we can pollinate the universe that much better with life. It would be the greatest fundamental thing that the world so badly needs. It would be a reflection of, of healing the Earth rather than polluting it, it would generate the cautions of the earth to look at various things such as in pushing what we're already, some of us are already progressively putting out there. That there are what I call nodes, per se, which is your Krishna people, your, your, your Buddhists, who, who are already projecting out the right kind of energy. In essence, we would look at fuels that would be, be life-saving to the earth, fuels that could have us move through space, eventually stuff that can make us move dimensionally to other places also. Just everything that would be positive for, what have I always said is the most important thing in the universe? What is the greatest crime, I said? Not stealing. Not doing anything. What is the greatest crime? Suppressing life. Or assisting the amplification 
of the consciousness of the planet so that, so that the mentality of all people begin to, to understand, to think a little bit similar in a positive direction to help the world to progress, rather than petty greeds and petty needs and, and it being about monetary money and gain and industry growing and pollution being wasted. And when people will think in terms that they live beyond 100 years, believe me, they won't think about the pollution that they create today because in 100 years they will have to live in it rather than saying, why do I care? I won't be alive anyway. This war, the Mahabharata, it was a spiritual war. It was a technology war. And it was a war of man. Krishna intervened spiritually, and he, he messed with the grid as much as he could. It's so powerful here, do you see what I'm saying? That it has its beginning and end, it's running its cycle. That there's always some other force here that instead of letting it run its course, is trying to stop it to run its course. It's like a virus. That's the dark side. In essence, if he wants the information, if he wants the experience, he needs to, to try to keep it corrected so that he can, he can experience it. Do you follow what I'm saying? So in other words, at times he has to intervene in places in the universe or worlds to, to prevent the dark side from disrupting it so much that it's, it's going to corrupt everything eventually. Do you understand? A virus starts in one file. If it runs its course, what happens to the entire 40 gigs, 50 gigs, 100 gigs? What happens from a, from a 5 kilobyte file? The darker beings that are here must have some kind of opposition so that the course can continue in the right direction, or they will ruin it. They will prevent it from happening. They will destroy the mechanism from, from its process, per se. So when I say dark side, there are beings, people, who in their own way spiritually affect the grid or are trying to manipulate the grid in the same way, but in a way that is destructive. Do you follow me? That's the problem. And this is the opposition. Ask yourself a question. We all watch Star Wars, right? And I've given this answer before. We have the Empire and we have the Rebellion. The Rebellion, right away, we're told they're the good guys. The dark side we're talking is the bad. The dark side is the word. Now, the people who work for the Empire, do they have kids? Yeah. Do they have medical oh, yeah. needs? Do they need other? Do you think that they knew what they were doing was wrong, or do you think they felt that it was right? They felt they were doing the best for the whole. They thought that the universe needed some kind of uh, control for all the people in the world. That, that better policing would be safer places. That technology and science to, to do certain things would be better. To, to govern how we react and do things and how what groups say what they want to do. To prevent that in a direction that they felt was right for, for how they felt everybody should live. They felt that they were right. And so everything that they did was absolutely correct in their heart. They, they didn't question it at all. This is why they do. When people on the dark side, they feel as if they feel as if fluidic spirit of God is too intimidating to them. They can't understand it. They can't conceive it. They can't imagine it. To them, it looks like chaos. So the only thing that they do when you fear something, what do you do to it? You have nowhere to run. What does an animal do? Bites. It attacks. It tries to take control. That's what it's doing. And every so often, every, you know, so often you, you have man being affected by this and, and spiritual beings who have to intervene to kind of send a message through through the, the, the grid. This is your spiritual masters. And they affect smaller grids which go out and affect other grids. And this is what you have is, is two containing things. You have the world of man, which is science and stuff. You have the world of spirituality and stuff. And then you have the causations of the whole universe moving. You have your yin and your yang. So your opposition are beings who want to control the direction of the earth and believe this is correct. You have on your other side the people who, who believe in fluidic and that the universe already has it has a grand scheme for where it's going to go. So do you get the conflict now? If everything's a programming and God created the program, 
and you have people trying to bump the program because they, they can't understand it because it's too beyond them. It's, they don't understand that God, in a way, they say God is all-knowing. In a way, he is, but he still wants to know what the ultimate outcome is, but it's beyond our understanding. But as I say again, it goes back to the, to the Super Bowl bouncing. You bounce a Super Bowl, it bounces all over the place. We have nowhere where it's going to land. Dark side wants to control that. They want to limit its possibilities to a smaller number so that it can predict its, its coming and going. Because the improbability to it is beyond it, so we can't accept that. It doesn't want that. But to God, the supercomputer, which we can understand, is it's already simplistic to it. God is just trying to push it to its limit to see what, what might come out of it. Maybe somewhere's hidden in those last refinements is some other supercomputer counter to God. And maybe it's so doing, God will find somebody else to talk to. Can some say, God is destroying this out there and just like wanting to see where it goes, whether it's to the opposition side or to you know the other side? It's not so much God is trying to see if it's going to go to the opposition or not. It's, it's, it's more or less to experience what is here. And just by being here, he's being told he's not welcome. And his answer would be, well, who are you? Since when, when did it become your place? Do you see what I'm saying? And he's trying to, to hold this off, and he's trying to see what's here. And that's the opposition. That's this creation of what we consider evil, but it's really it trying to push God away. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store, at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. energy, more than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions, more than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. 
join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 